Hello, good people. Welcome back to the DJ for Party of One podcast. I hope that you missed me because I've missed you. And this is the proof that I've missed you. I've packaged an episode here for you, specifically for you. So let's get into it. The 90s, as promised, I said that I was going to go into the 90s for season two. But I will say... I'm going to warn you in advance that a large part of this episode actually deals with late 80s and rolls into the 90s. But when you see the connection that I'm making here, you will kind of get why I had to backtrack just a little bit at the start of the season. So hopefully you've had a good week. Hopefully you're 2024 has started off well and I will probably just go over I guess all of the highlights or lowlights or whatever you want to call it in my side B at the end of this month where I pretty much I am going to put a pause on the 90s and just talk about just whatever I got present day that's going on or what I'm listening to or interested in or whatever. But if you're one of the subscribers, the Spotify exclusive, that's the B side. As I talked about in episode one, that's what I'm going to be doing here at the end of the month. But right now let's flash back into the nineties and this compact disc that was coming into play. Now it was actually there before the nineties. And that's where the story kind of takes a spin back into late eighties for me, but I'm going to say this in 1990, at least part of it, I would have been eighth grade. And so I vividly remember a CD that was brought to school by a friend of mine and it was passed around throughout the classroom for anyone that wanted to see it. And this artist is actually still doing music today. She has a big, huge presence during the holiday season. And usually you start get getting the buzz somewhere around November. Sometimes people are looking even sooner to say that, Mariah is thawing out for the holidays because from what I've heard her Christmas music somewhere around 65 million in in money not streams 65 million dollars that I've heard that Mariah made or has made over time from the Christmas music that she's connected to but In 1990, this was not the Christmas album. This was the Vision of Love album where she has the tight black skirt. And it's the debut. I remember that CD being the thing that was passed around. I took a look at it. I remember liking the Vision of Love song because it had kind of like a gospel feel to it. A lot of the other stuff. At that age, junior high, 
I would not have appreciated as much. As an older man, I can appreciate the album more. Her songwriting skills, the ballads. But there also was so much so that had like a pop feel, a crossover type of appeal to it. And for me, it just wasn't really on my radar in that way that I would have bought it at that time. But that's what I remember the 90s kind of going into that that decade where the CD was kind of becoming more of a thing, even though the tapes were still out there. And that's that's the big thing. When you have something that's coming along like that and you have to wonder like, how much am I going to change up? And it's crazy because I was always the person that was kind of behind when it came to every form of media that we were going to switch to or the thing that became more prevalent because it never failed. I was always in a place where I had built up a collection of music that I did not want to buy all over again. So, so that was, was where we were getting into the, the early CD compact disc thing for me. But I have to flash back to late 80s and the only reason that we're flashing back is because i did not quite remember the timeline when i thought about the very first cd that i would have had in my possession i knew what it was i didn't quite remember the date that it came out and i'll say that and you know me from the first season, if you have paid any attention at all, I'm not very good with dates. I'm not very good with dates or what I think the date of something will be. In my, in my mind, what is the first CD that I can remember owning? I was confident before I did the podcast. And even after I looked it up, I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, there's no way that this CD came out in 1988. That doesn't sound right at all. But hey, that that's what Wikipedia said. So we're, we're going with it. It was the 10th album from this guy and his group. And I am just going to say that I had not started this podcast or not plan to start the podcast at all spending so much time still stuck in late 80s as I am going into the 90s but the relevancy here the main thing that you need to get is in 1990 and even beyond I was the person that was slow very slow to make that move from the area of the compact disc that was becoming very prevalent more so in the 90s from the tapes. And that's why this episode is 
about that transition or about this first compact disc that I owned that I thought that I bought in early 90s, but actually it was late 80s. And this compact disc that I'm talking about is Prince, The Love Sexy, the 10th album. And a lot of that was, or some of it that I have heard is Black Album that was canceled. Apparently album that he was selling out of his trunk at one time. That That's the story that I've always heard for the Black Album. So when two are in love, that is from that. Eventually the Black Album is something that was released from being like that phantom bootleg that it always was. But I can't say that I remember a whole lot. I know for sure that I heard it once, but I can't remember much of anything that was actually on it. I'd have to go back and check that out. But the compact disc for that, and, and the crazy story is like that cover where he's, yeah, just, just all out there. Even though he's only... You know, he he does not expose the part that would have turned it into just a, a, a rated R type of cover. But for a young heterosexual man in that time, it still was very awkward to buy it. I remember going to a record store to get it. And this is one of those rare times where my aunt. I don't know. She was in a hurry or I can't remember where we were. We had another cousin with us and I went into the store to get it. She didn't even get out of the car that time. And I was looking around, didn't know what I was going to buy exactly. And I'm looking around because maybe there were a couple of albums out that I wanted. And I decided to get that one. And I remember getting back in the car and the other cousin that was riding with us one of my aunt's best friends here at the time. And she was asking, so what did you get? I said, yeah, just Prince album. And she's like, let me see it. And because of the cover that I just mentioned here, it was very awkward. <laughs> I said, it's just the Prince album. It's the new Prince album. Okay, let me see it. And so I give her the bag and she takes it out. And she takes a look at it. And she looks up at me and she looks back at, huh, okay, okay. And it's, yeah, it's just the awkward. I don't remember every album, compact disc, tape purchase that I made, but that was such an awkward thing with a naked prince on the cover of the Love Sexy album. You know, you can bring that thing to school. Not not with me and my fellas. The crowd that I, I had around my crew, my friends, I could never, <laughs> never show up with this Love Sexy album. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. But anyway, Compact Disc, it was... The time where I had probably a ton of tapes. And this this is where it's real relevant when I talk about this particular compact disc. Now, in theory, compact disc, great. 
multiple tracks. You can skip from one song to another. Because at the time where I thought the tape was so great, once we got high speed dubbing in place, I was like, you know, what's better than this? You can have a tape that someone let you borrow as long as you got a blank tape. Now you can get a copy of this tape and get that back to them. What is better than that? Well, I'll tell you, a compact disc that allows you to skip from one track to another track and repeat your track without having to rewind and fast forward and pause and find the marker. And that's what's better. You have the ability to have your remote now where you can pause and play and fast forward back and forth between songs. It's better. It is a thousand times better. Now we're going from your analog to your digital and it's better, but anything that's better is going to come at a higher price. So that is where I have my major dilemma because at this point, yeah, I'm not working. Yeah, I don't have a summer job that will come a little later. But at that point, yeah, I don't think I had a summer job. So the money was limited. So when you have limited funds and you want to still continue to build a music collection, this compact disc is a hard sell at that age. Especially now because tapes are becoming a little cheaper. You can get the cassette for I don't know if it was half the price of what the compact disc would have been but it definitely was going to be lower because everybody's pushing toward the compact disc now and at this age of 14 I realized in 1990 this is two years later I'm still realizing as I'm looking at the Mariah Carey CD that my friend brought to school it's easy to scratch and when it's easy to scratch well it's it's easy to scratch you don't have the ability to just kind of um buff it out they had those buffer kits but if the scratch is too deep you just it it wasn't you go, you weren't going to save it I know this because in 88, I had already possibly had something going on. I don't know if it was a minor scratch or whatever with the very first compact disc, the Love Sexy album that I remember getting. And I want to say that this may have been possibly in the Alphabet Street song or Grand Slam. And it was just like... Not be a lot, but I had the first CD player that I had would have had like this digital. You can see like the time of the track as it is going. And when it would start to skip a little bit, that number would get all crazy. Like it would be back and forth between maybe it's going up into three minutes and 20 seconds into the track. And when it get that little glitch skip. 
it might go back to 317, go back to 320, 321, back to 316. You know, so it's like, I don't know where to play. So let me just go back a couple of seconds and try this again. And it will go and you see it just hop and hop. And eventually it would just hop farther into the song. And so now you got that problem to deal with because you have a CD that's scratched. Not the problem that you would have with the cassette. So the thing that really threw me off, that really blurs the line of like, when did I even buy another CD? Surely I bought more than one in the late 80s. But check this out. Prince, being the person that goes against the grain, as someone like Prince would, all this stuff that I just told you about how a CD was so much more convenient than a tape because you can fast forward, you can just go right to the next song, next track, a track you don't like, maybe you can just go right to the next thing. How about Prince released the doggone CD that only had one track? Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Prince released the Love Sexy album on compact disc, which essentially played like a mixtape. And I understood why, because if you've ever heard the Love Sexy album, it is, it plays like a continuous song. There are no breaks. There is no fade out between the tracks. There are times where he's talking in between where you know you hear like some chatter from alphabet street going into another song or something but it never stops everything just blends right into the next track so i can understand why he did it but it was very frustrating that he did it because now even if you have decided i don't want to listen to Track three. Well, now you got to fast forward through the whole thing. So in a way, it was ingenious of the point, because when you put it on, you're kind of sort of forced to listen to it. Do you really want to go through the effort of fast forwarding past this song or do you just want to let the thing play out? Because it's an annoyance to go through fast forwarding and like a tape. Why? Why would you even go through the hassle of trying to fast forward a little bit? Listen to this. Oh, no, it's not there. Fast forward a little bit more. Oh, no, still not on the song that I want to hear. Fast forward. Nobody got time for that. I know I didn't. Most of the time I put love sex in that thing played from the beginning to the end. <laughs> it's just because. <laughs> yeah, there may have been a time where. I'm just like, you know, I'm just trying to get to what I want to. But nah, if, if I wanted to get to it, Positivity, I believe that's the last track on the album. And sometimes maybe I would just want to hear that. I might start that thing up and I might walk away from it. I'll turn the volume down if I'm just like this disgruntled by having to hear the whole album just to get to that song. I might turn the volume all the way down. And at this point, as I said earlier, I had this digital 
counter things so you could know how many minutes into because now it's not just like you count one track oh that track's four minutes and you know let me go to the next one and it's you count down a single track so you start to get familiar with at this point oh 39 minute mark here this is this song this is that song so you know when your song is coming up if you've been paying any attention at all so sometimes I might have turned the volume down and was doing something else and just maybe go back to that counter and look to see where that track one of an entire album was. I'm still a little ticked. You, you could tell in my voice. It's funny when I think back to it now. But at that time, I was really, really kind of heated with Prince for just doing that. Like I said, I understood it because it's continuous play. It always just plays that one into the next track. I can understand. Yeah, it was this work of art. But I feel like it's just another area where Prince was going against the grain the same way he always does, the same way he was always. I'm talking about him like he's still alive in present tense. I realized that as I just said it. But even in his afterlife, even as he is gone, with all of this music that the state is releasing, it's like he's orchestrating it from the grave or he thought about it so far in advance. And I feel like Love Sexy, nobody really talks about that album very much. I Wish You Heaven was probably my favorite song on there. When Two Are In Love, that was good. It was a good album. But it was, as with every album that Prince released, it was something different that you were not expecting alphabet street grand slam was in a world of its own everything that was connected to it was just different so and and i say that in the way of yeah you might not want to listen to the album in its entirety because it took so many different paths for that to just be a short album. It really went all over the place, but you had to deal with it in some type of way. So when I got that album, that was just a single track. I probably forged along and kept buying tapes because this man had made the compact disc not too much more convenient than what you would have if you had a tape so i don't remember what else i bought as a cd at that point but i know that there was a break because i felt like i had basically bought a tape on a cd that's what that's what it felt like in terms of convenience so i have prince to thank that for the whole thing of keeping me in the tape world a little longer now, by the time Mariah comes along and that CD is being passed around, I realize also, in addition to it being so easy to be scratched, I realize that if I wanted to just still do the tape thing where I have somebody borrowing something and I'm letting them hold something, they're letting me hold something, tapes were still the way to go. Because you could put that in your pocket 
When you go to CD, you got to put that in your backpack. You put that backpack down, somebody could easily steal that CD that costs so much more than the tape. Yeah, these are the things that I had to think about in eighth grade. Probably should have been focused on math because <laughs> not my best subject. But <laughs> I focused on the math of, of what a CD costs versus what a tape costs. I knew that. I knew that much for sure. And I knew that I did not want to be lugging a compact disc around in my backpack, waiting for someone to steal it and put it in their backpack. So the tape was still just fine with me. I did not have any problems with it. Most of my friends and the stuff that we were listening to, I know for sure when someone passed me Slick Rick, it was not in a CD format. When I got a hold of whatever NWA would have been out, Easy e all of those things were tapes that were passed on to me. Kwame in the new beginning, that was a tape. Big Daddy Kane, most of the stuff that I listened to that came from Big Daddy Kane, 80s into the 90s, tape, tape format. Taste of Chocolate, I definitely remember I had that tape. Prince of Darkness, I had that as a tape. I had the first Big Daddy Kane album as, well, I had the vinyl. And this is crazy too, because as I'm becoming so much more ingrained, where the tapes are ingrained in my collection, the vinyl starts to fade out and I start to buy less of that. So yeah, I was a tape guy in a, or a cassette guy, in a compact disc world. And as great as Mariah looked in that tight dress on that compact disc that my friend had for Vision of Love, it still didn't expire, not expire, inspire me to buy so many more compact discs at that time. When the compact disc came to my house or my collection, I can almost guarantee you that it was probably in a mass amount by way of BMG and Columbia House. Also an episode that I did in the 80s first season. But yeah, that, that's what was happening at that point. 1990, the sale of compact discs was definitely becoming much more prevalent. I don't know how much so. I don't know how many people had gravitated towards it because everybody in my little squad, we were still passing tapes around for the most part. It, it goes without saying that this friend that had the Mariah Carey compact disc that she brought to school, she was someone that had a little bit more money than my family had. I, I'll just say that, add to that. It's not like I'm saying that a tape was five bucks in a every compact disc was a hundred but it was definitely a difference in the price and i was just sticking to my own rivers and the lakes that i was used to i didn't go chasing the waterfall of the compact disc at that point in the very early 90s so just wanted to throw that out there but compact disc did become very prevalent and when you could burn a compact disc that's where it really took off for me i'm not gonna lie 
when I could do the same thing in that high speed dubbing room that I was doing with tapes, it made more sense because it became more economical because you could get the blank CD and do the same thing that you were doing with the blank tapes faster. So, so yeah, that's my spill on that. First CD would have been late eighties, which I got the date wrong until I looked it up. I, I thought for sure that Prince 10 albums, surely, you know, I was thinking in my mind, like, yeah, under cherry moon, sign of the time. There's no way that love sexy would have been, but yeah, it was, it was, I was totally wrong on that until I looked it up. So that's, that's that. That's how we start in the nineties, the season two of the nineties with me backtracking into the late eighties. But, but hey, there's more to come. And I, I promise that we will crack open the nineties and what I was listening to, what was at the top of my list of things that I thought were great albums and sometimes just great singles because Everybody didn't knock it out of the park, but some of these artists were so good that they had the singles that made them memorable people, even if the rest of the album, by the time you got that, if that just sounded like, oh, these are some fillers. I, I see that they didn't have the same songwriting team and it made the album less than a top 10 album of mine but still i give them credit for producing some great singles still so we're gonna get into all of that season two the 90s come back stay tuned tell a friend have a great week